Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. Hi. How was your week? Weekend? How's it been since we last recorded? I mean, we've seen each other for yoga, but like... Bad. <laughs> it's been bad. <laughs> I mean, you know this. Yes, I actually did forget that. <laughs> I figured because it didn't seem like you remembered that when you asked. No. I napped this afternoon, so my whole like brain is reset as to like <laughs> still half asleep. I don't think that's how nap works. That's just the amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I do remember that it happened. I didn't completely forget. Yeah. Just short term memory. <laughs> um, so care to tell as to why your week has been shit? Yeah, I mean someone stole my catalytic converter. That sucks. Yep. But good news. Your insurance kicks ass. It does. Get good insurance. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all paid for. I mean, I don't have a car. I have a rental. This is true. Better than nothing, though. Mm-hmm. Do you have a ETA as to when that'll be fixed? I mean, I dropped it off Friday, but it was like the end of the day because I worked. And then they're not. it's not going to happen over the weekend. So he said it could be done Monday, but probably Monday or Tuesday. That's cool, though. Yeah. Not terrible. Yeah. I'm a little bit sad that I don't get to drive a fancy car anymore, though. <laughs> rental cars are nice. Every time I rent one somewhere. Yeah, I almost talked about rental cars this week. Because it's like, even if you're just at home and, like, for some reason you have to get a rental car, it's like a little mini vacation. It's always so nice. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And there's things, and I never know how to work them. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I rented a... don't even have... My car has, like, key locks. Like, I don't even have the button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I rented a RAV4 in San Antonio for my when my sister got married in uh, February of 19. And those things are fancy. They're actually really comfortable as well. I was pretty surprised with the quality of that. I, that's what I had when we lived together. It was just not new. Yeah. I just always thought, like, Toyotas were small. But that was actually pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'd get another one. Toyota's quality. If I get another car, it will probably be a Mazda, a Toyota, or another Sub. My car's halfway paid off, so that's exciting. I'm right at the point where I'm in the break-even point. So what it's worth right now is what I actually owe on it. So like, mm-hmm. quickly pay it down so I can turn around and sell it for a profit. <laughs> yeah. Although I'll probably keep it. It's been a good car. Yeah. I've taken good good care of it. It has less than 70,000 miles and it's a seven-year-old car, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it. What you drinking? Anything? Cherry Coke Zero. I do like that. Yeah. Sounded good. I have a Moscow Mule. You did say that. You even have the fancy cup. I do. Good. It has I only ice put three in it. Ice. <laughs> well, I only put three in it, so it would stay cold but not rattle too badly. <laughs> Until you shake it. I know, but I'm not going to do that every time. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I have anything else to say. I know. <laughs> it's been pretty uneventful this week, and it's been great. Yeah. Um, did I tell you that I am home alone tonight? Nope. Yes, I am. Stefan went to Bend. Uh, so he booked a room in Bend for Sunday night and was going to go skiing on Monday. And then realized that the day he needed to go or wanted to go skiing was the day of his kickoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normally, it's a big con- like two and a half day convention. There's dinners and parties. Obviously, that is not happening this year. So he booked this room and... He went back to cancel it because he realized it was the same day as his kickoff. And he chose the non-refundable option because it's $35 less. Yeah. (laughs) And he'd already bought the parking reservation up at Bachelor. So uh, he is on his way to Bend currently (laughs) to stay in a hotel, do his kickoff until 11 tomorrow. That's the time it ends tomorrow. And then he's going skiing tomorrow afternoon. He'll be home tomorrow night. Nice. So I have it to myself, which is why I'm out in the living room. Yeah. Pretty soon I'll have any background where I normally record too, because I bought a new shoe rack and it doesn't look like it's going to fall over anymore. Yeah. I have not assembled that yet. However, I did assemble the little rack thing we got for our entryway to put our shoes on and then also like keys and things. And then we got a little coat rack. They're two separate pieces, um, but we got them the same color. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put the coat rack up on the wall and then just keep the little rack below it. Nice. Yeah. So we went to Target today and I bought those items. Fun. Yeah. So for Christmas, my sister's boyfriend got me a $50 Target gift card, which I think I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And 
I used it today to buy my shoe rack. And the lady goes, oh, that's a nice gift card. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> so shout out to Edgar. Thanks, Edgar, for the shoe rack. Uh, also, other exciting thing. I am going from blonde to brown. My hair ordered my overtone this weekend. So we will see how that goes when I get my product in around nine days. Yeah. I've never used overtone. My coworker gave me some to try over the summer. It was blue. And it lasted about three washes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only did it the one time. But it worked. And I liked it. Uh, it didn't kill my hair. So yeah, give it a shot over the whole thing. And I bought my own product so I can do it repeatedly, obviously, to make it last longer. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. If I don't like it, I can always go to a salon and be like, help. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. So I guess I do have other things to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not gotten my hair done in a long time. Almost two years. Part of me wants to go get it cut prior to coloring it. Just that way it's less hair to color. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm going to go get it cut anyways. <laughs> yeah. Less product. So I think I might go do that. At least get it. I don't think I'll cut it. I'll just trim it. Because mm-hmm. I do like the longer length. Maybe in the summertime I'll chop it. But yeah. for now. I never cut my hair. Long. No. Your hair is very long. Yeah. I just have her color it over whatever is already there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. I think you go first this week? Yep. Yes. Cool. What you got? All right. Our first topic is rain. <laughs> so the word pluviophile is a lover of rain, semicolon, someone who finds joy and peace of mind during rainy days. I love rain. <laughs> <laughs> you are a pluviophile through and through. Yes. Petrichor, pluviophile, all the good rain words. I did not look up the actual definition of petrichor. Rain, you know. The wet stuff. The stuff that falls from the sky. (laughs) You might remember from when I talked about ambient noise that there are different colors of sound. Rain is a pink noise, and that is a sound which has enough variables in frequency to engage the subconscious, but not enough to distract or disturb. Makes sense as to why it's so soothing. Exactly. That's all the notes I took on rain. (laughs) I do enjoy a good rain. Yes. I like the smell. I like the feel. Well, the smell when you go outside and it smells like wet dirt. That's called petrichor. Yes. We love it. It's so good. It is so good. There's just something... I think living in the Northwest, I have a big appreciation for it just because it rains so frequently here. It's just become part of our life. (laughs) We deal with it. Remember that time in eighth grade when it rained for 48 hours straight and they had to send us home from school early? Yes, because they thought the lake was going to flood. I mean, it was flooding. (laughs) It was flooding. I wouldn't have been able to go home. (laughs) No. But... I feel like we've mentioned that on the show before. I don't know, but it's great. <laughs> I think we've mentioned how we've gotten sound from school several times for the craziest shit. <laughs> I think probably just the rain when you talked about umbrellas, maybe. Oh, maybe. But I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rained a lot here recently. Yeah. So much so that we have had landslides. Uh, then it was dry for a week and a half and now it's starting to rain again. Yes. Which may turn to snow. In fact, we saw snow today driving home. Mm-hmm. up over the hill it snowed and started sticking but then it turned to rain immediately again after we got like 100 feet down from where we were yeah rain's just so nice it reminds me of like sometimes it reminds me of like the first day of school and you're on the bus and like it's raining outside it's been warm all summer and it just feels nostalgic and also it reminds me of just like driving through town and Jacob's truck with the heater on and like getting Starbucks, <laughs> just being friends. <laughs> Nostalgia. Yeah. What a thing. There's different types of rain too, though. Like there's angry rain mm-hmm. and then there's just like pouring rain and then there's like misty rain and then there's like soaky misty rain and then there's the rain that dries before it touches your skin. Like <laughs> I love a good summer thunderstorm. That's what yes. we had a lot in Medford. And then there were always forest fires in the summer Uh, always forest fires not forest fires but just like fires wildfires yeah but just a good summer rainstorm and then you go outside and it's all petrichory my absolute favorite okay so you mentioned white noise the ambient noise Mm -hmm. so i downloaded the sleep pillow app which is an ambient noise app and you get to create your own mixes I think maybe you talked about that. Um, Not that app specifically, but I did mention something like that. Yeah. So right around that time, Stefan and I went camping. It was in June. So during 
like beginning of quarantine corona type thing mm-hmm. um we went camping over in eastern oregon where it's usually pretty dry however when we were there it rained one of the nights like early like early morning right before sunrise and i woke up and heard it and like one of my all-time favorite noises is Just rain, rain on, a, on tent. a tent yeah rain so on good. a tent <laughs> So uh, my all-time favorite mix on my sleep pillow app is the rain on a tent. <laughs> I feel like it could have rained on our Rialto trip too, maybe. Oh, it definitely rained on a Rialto trip. Yeah. There was a lot of rain that trip, if I recall correctly. I don't know, because I... we had a fire on the beach and we were outside. So it would have been like uh, when we were asleep. Maybe, maybe it wasn't while, while we were sleeping. Were... I know. Maybe while I'm we were sure... walking to or from, but at least for a little bit, we were all sitting outside with fire. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe it was when we were back in the Olympics when, as we were driving to Rialto. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't think it was actually while we were camping. Yeah. That was a good trip. That was a school trip that we had to take. And that was <laughs> there were several options. And that was the good one because you at least got to go to the coast and sleep in and a camp- tent on the beach. <laughs> yes, it was great. With- minimal adult supervision yes one of those adults was my mom (laughs) (laughs) who is chill as hell i mean it was literally just my mom and our teacher yes that's right we only had two vans Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is the trip i learned you could listen to classical music on the radio you were in the other van (laughs) i was in the other van oh yeah (laughs) yeah once i hit centralia b-man turned on a radio station and it was very much classical music all the way to back to the high school yeah which is a good 40 minute drive on brand for him it is (laughs) but rain though like well we're from the western side of washington technically that is a temperate rainforest and it gets rain like 300 days a year and now i live in arizona and we get rain like six days a year (laughs) if we're lucky drastic difference yeah i mean i didn't move from washington to arizona but still yeah New to LA and then migrated. Mm-hmm. Still a big difference though. Yeah. My so I like rain in all the different seasons. Like some people are like, oh my god, I hate summer rain. I love summer rain. Oh, like, it's the best. It's warm, and then it gets a little bit wet. It always makes like the fresh cut like August hay like smell just super extra pungent. Mm-hmm. And then like the fall rain with like the leaves, and then the winter rain is just like a nice cozy. I need a blanket rain, and then the springtime there's like. <laughs> I always just feel like there's so much energy in the spring rain just because like it's like there's so much of it yeah <laughs> and it's just like making things bloom again and yeah there's like a freshness to it but it's also still kind of warm ish so you can be out in it I don't know I just love it all yeah the Arizona's fine because it the the city planners know that it's gonna rain a lot when it does rain so they've set up things like washes on the side of the road that are going to fill up with the water and the drainage system is pretty good (laughs) like la is not built for rain every street floods when it rains it's so bad that's terrible yeah it's not set up for that at all no which is weird because they also have like those like canals like that are usually empty but like built for rain to capture the rain like sloughs kind of like all the dry sloughs Okay, so, like, they have them in Vegas, too, and I'm pretty sure they're just, like, channels that are, like, normally dry. They're, like, usually concrete. Do you mean the L.A. River? No. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, in the movie Grease, when they're doing... That's the L.A. River. Okay, but they're, like, also... I know that they're, like... There's, like, some in Vegas, too, and that's just, like, a way for them to, like, channel the water. But it always surprises me that, like, L.A. floods so badly because that's a massive... Well, but they can't get the water from west hollywood to there like you can't that's true (laughs) it's gonna fill up faster than you could move it i just figured they would have those like all over town considering they know that no it's just the la river (laughs) it's just the one that's so weird Mm -hmm. no wonder it floods all the time (laughs) yeah at first i thought you were talking about the venice canals i'm like those already have water in them they're just no canals (laughs) no (laughs) Ooh, or when you're like in the pool in the summer and it starts raining Mm, it's good Mm mm-hmm a good hot tub rain, too, is also good. Yeah. Because then your lower body is hot as hell and your upper body is nice and cool. Yeah. Because even now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but today it rained very hard for, like, half an hour. And some of that was hail, as I sent you in that Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped. At least you got some rain. That is it. 
did what it said it was going to do. Good job. It did. Audrey. Finally, one of my customers came in at that point and she said that tomorrow was supposed to be a 100% chance of rain. And I'm like, well, it was supposed to rain literally all day today when I looked last night. <laughs> and by the time I got up, it had changed. So again, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any good rain stories. I don't have any. Drive carefully. If you're driving in the rain, I do know someone who has died. So. Yes. Uh, Also, don't use your cruise control in the rain. Oh, no, absolutely not. Do not do that. If you're not familiar with driving, if you're from, you know, Arizona or LA or a dry place, just don't go out in heavy rain because you're not going to know what hydroplaning feels like. (laughs) And you're not going to know how to deal with that. Exactly. It's a scary feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I always just let off the gas as soon as I hit a puddle. Oh, absolutely. Don't break, though. No. (laughs) Do not break. No. No. Just slowly coast. Mm Mm-hmm. But do not accelerate. No. Make your wheels spin real fast. Feels, shoot off like a rocket. It feels so weird, though. It does. It feels like you're, like, skating. Yeah. Yeah, growing up in the Pacific Northwest, man, my pants were always so wet. Because I'm... Always. Always. Because skinny jeans weren't a thing back then. <laughs> no. It was <laughs> so your pants were always touching the ground. And they're so wet. The flare pants. Mm-hmm. My flare pants were always soaked up to my knee. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always the worst and even if you're wearing like you know even if they're not touching the ground when you step you're just kicking water up onto the back of your legs anyway mm-hmm. so much water yeah <laughs> the weirdest rain i've ever been in though was in miami like literally as soon as it hit your skin it would evaporate yeah so weird have you seen the war of the world movie with tom cruise i have not Okay, so there is a huge, massive thunderstorm in that movie, and that is how the alien robots get down to Earth. They disguise themselves as lightning and come down. Okay. Okay, so it's like massive, insane thunderstorm. So when we were in Texas for family reunions, that movie came out. My mom and I were there, and that movie came out, and we went to see it with my grandparents, And the next day, we were driving across the state to go to the other family reunion. (laughs) It was just War of the Worlds. We're like, what is happening? It was like the exact same storm. It was insane. That was creepy. I'd be freaked out, especially (laughs) in Texas, where there is so much open road and nowhere Exactly. It was a 20-hour drive across to the other side of the state. That is frightening. Yeah. (laughs) That is frightening. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> what you got horchata oh i love horchata me too so as i mentioned in previous episodes uh seth and i frequent mexican restaurants a lot because we just really enjoy the cuisine uh i've talked about it before but today we went to don pedro's and i ordered a large hortata it literally slapped so good so good and so i'm like you know what? i'm gonna talk about this because it just hit the soul. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. So while doing some research today, I found out a lot I did not know about horchata. Like, Like origin things or like ingredient things? Like origin things. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know what it is, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, so the first thing I found out was that horchata has been around since at least the 13th century. It's a very long time. Makes sense. Uh, the first horchata was made with barley. The Romans used it as a medical elixir because they thought it had cooling properties. They often used it to calm fussy babies and believed that it helped lower fevers. So it doesn't have Spanish origins, is what you're saying. We'll get to that. Okay, well, you just said Romans. Yes. <laughs> so we're we'll already there. The original, like, horchata. But the second thing I learned is that horchata is actually more of a, a descriptor. Uh, it refers to drinks made from various grains, nuts, and seeds. So the word horchata itself comes from Latin hordium, which means barley, and hordiata, which means drink made with barley. So so it's like salsa. Yeah, basically. So the horchata I know and love is the Mexican horchata, or horchata de arroz. Arroz? That's how you say rice, right? Arroz? Arroz, yes. So meaning rice milk. Yes. Uh, uh, it's often flavored with vanilla and cinnamon, and there are many types of horchatas. Uh, but the original is horchata de chufa, or canuaya, which is made from soaked ground and sweetened tiger nuts. Horchata de chufa comes from Spain, so it was originally made with tiger nuts. And then when it 
came across the ocean it mexico started using rice instead of tiger nuts because obviously we don't have those there uh kenyu aya is the name for achata in western african countries like nigeria and mali which was kind of cool other variations of orchata include orchata de ahonholi <laughs> a-j-o-n-j-o-l-i i'm assuming that's how you pronounce that ahonholi i think i mean ahon but yes yes <laughs> Uh, and that is made with ground sesame seeds, and it is popular in Puerto Rico. And then Samia de Hicaro, or Hicaro, is made from Hicaro seeds, which in that form of horchata is popular in El Salvador, Nicaragua, Honduras, and Costa Rica. The Mexican horchata can easily be made at home using rice, sugar, almonds, cinnamon, stick, vanilla extract, evaporated milk, regular milk, and water. So basically, you soak the rice, cinnamon, and almonds for an extended period of time, usually overnight, and then you strain the water. You, but keep it. Keep the water. Don't drain it. You blend the soaked rice, almonds, and cinnamon together with the sweetened and condensed milk. You strain it, and then add that mixture, the strained mixture, back to the original water those things were soaking in, and then you add regular milk to taste, uh, and then there you are. Usually served with ice or chilled but the fact that it's served chilled, it makes it very nice, like a nice accompaniment on a hot day, which is very frequent in Mexico. Um, so horchata can easily be made vegan friendly. Just replace the regular milk with almond milk or... I mean, it's already almond and rice milk anyway. So always do that. Um, it's good for lactose intolerant peeps. Uh, just replace the milk with a substitute just like you would with vegan friendly and bam, there you go. And then horchata is a flavor. His made appearances in ice cream, candies, cookies, and liqueurs. Uh, the most popular being rumchata, which if you mix it with fireball, is actually pretty good. <laughs> it's act- Yeah, it's actually pretty good with rumchata. I would taste it if someone else had it, but I'm never going to order that for myself. Yeah, I would. And that's exactly what it was. If somebody else ordered it and they're like, here, have one. Okay, not going to say no. And I was surprised. It was good. That... Just tasted very delicious today. And I was like, I'm going to talk about it. And I did. I learned a bunch of things today. So I hope y'all did too. Yeah. Ochata is delicious. It is delicious. I just like it because it's so light. Like it doesn't ever feel like I've had too much or it's too dense or too sweet. It's always just like. Refreshing. Yeah. So good. It's good. Do you like ochata or ice cream? However, that's made with milk and obviously it's much more dense than the actual drink yeah i mean you could i mean if a vegan brand made it then it would not be made with milk but i don't think any of them have i have never seen it me either not at this point no get on it vegan ice creams they don't even have seasonal flavors they're not gonna go straight to our shot <laughs> but yeah that's all i got yeah i have not, not much else either it's delicious there's a place down here that's like a it's not a coffee shop. It's like a, I guess, a smoothie shop, for lack of a better term. It's called Zero Degrees, but mm. they do an uh, orchata iced coffee. It's real good. Yum. So it's not like the Zero Degrees ice cream shop, then? It's like a smoothie bar? What Zero Degrees ice cream shop? I'm pretty sure there is an ice cream the shop The Nitro Place? Use... Maybe ours is called Below Zero? I can never remember if it's Zero Degrees or Below Zero. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the I was two. like, are they related? No. <laughs> yeah that's all it's good yeah all right topic number three <laughs> my second topic is not really a topic i just want to talk about my how my reading challenge went for 2020 Ooh, yes it was basically just an update like when you did halloween <laughs> hey i'll take it so this is not like it's not really a challenge so there i use an app called goodreads if you read a lot then you know exactly what i'm talking about it's very beige it's like the staged home of book websites. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, on there, you can like set your reading goal for the year. And then at the end, it like sets up a little like layout of all the things, like how many pages you read. And if you met like how many, you know, books out of your goal you read and all of that. And it gives you a bunch of information. So it's fun. That's I like cool. numbers. <laughs> so basically for 2020... I, every year, I set my goal to 52, which is a book a week. And I have yet to hit it. <laughs> you were so close. I was so close. I was 
50 and a little bit of something. I don't know how much <laughs> that fraction is, but I was, I started on my 51st book. Why was it a struggle though? It wasn't a, it was not a struggle. <laughs> you keep saying things that imply that it was not a personal choice to blow it off. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, it wasn't necessarily all that interesting to you. So it was just like a struggle for you to get through. Like, I mean, you just mentioned that you were reading it the other day. And that's been <laughs> well over a month since you started. So yeah, because I compared to the other ones, I actively a little bit more of a struggle. It was a slower book because it was nonfiction, but I could have chosen to finish it and get done with the challenge. I just chose not to. Exactly. So spoiler alert, I only got 50 out of my 52, plus or minus. <laughs> I don't know. It was plus, but I don't know how much. And I chose to read A to Z alphabetical. I wrote it A to Z because I was shorter than reading alphabetical, but uh, alphabetical by title, not by author. I saw someone else in one of my book groups on Facebook who was reading alphabetical by author, and I'm like, that is interesting. Why would you do it by author? <laughs> Like, I understand that's, I understand that's why, like, that's how you alphabetize, like, books in a store or a library. <laughs> but it's, it's weird that you would choose to read it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got through the alphabet once, and then partly through my second Y, and I did not read a second Z. I don't even own a second Z, I would have had to get a new book anyway. <laughs> that was part of it. I'm like, but if I finish the Y book, then I have to buy another Z book. <laughs> But I do know how many pages I read. Would you like to take a guess? How many pages you read? Yes, last year. In all of my books combined. I don't know if it counted the, like, I think I was still only 24 books or 24 pages into. I was 24 books into my second run through now that I say that. But I was only 24 pages, I think, into my Y book. Ooh. I don't know if it's counted that. It's not going to matter. <laughs> I'm going to guess 12,184. Can you see through my book? No. It was 12,295. Oh my god, I was real close. (laughs) I almost said 10, and I was like, "Mm, let's go 12. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that includes, or if it was over 12,300. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. It's close enough. That's still 12,000 pages. That's cool. Mm -hmm. The shortest book I read was actually a audiobook. It was towards the beginning of the year. It wasn't in the first two months because it was a v-book but it was back when i was still doing audiobooks because we were still busy enough at work <sighs> would you like to take a guess at how many pages that one was it counts the, the pages even though it's an audiobook but if it were written out it would have been this many pages 48 44 <laughs> damn i i should have gotten a lottery ticket i know my longest book was actually one of my favorite books. I'll talk about it on my top 10 list. But it was The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. Sager? It could be Sager. I don't know how to say her name. Would you like to guess how long that one was? 512? 528. Oh my goodness. That's like three in a row, man. Stop guessing. You're going to use up all your luck. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Would you care to guess how long my average book was? 236. <laughs> 245. Whoa, yo. <laughs> I swear, she cannot see anything. <laughs> I can't. Like, I, it's even off screen. It, it's like, off screen and it is facing me. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. The most popular book that I read, the metrics for the most and least popular are a little bit off on Goodreads because they're popularity metric is based on how many people added it to a shelf on the website Mm. so this is not a new book it's i think it's at least 10 years old but enough people added it to their shelf last year still that it was the most popular book that i read in terms of other people who were interested in it or even if they added it to their did not finish they still interacted with this title (laughs) it was devil in the white city by eric larson that's about H.H. Holmes, the serial killer in Oh, okay. With the murder house. <laughs> Would care to guess how many other people <laughs> interacted with it so that it became the most popular book that I read last year. On the Goodreads sites? Yes. This one I'm probably gonna be off. I'm gonna guess eight thousand. Oh, you are very off. Yeah. It's a larger number uh, than that. Like much larger. Yes. You wanna guess again? <laughs> yeah. Sixty three thousand. No. 
No. Larger? Is it like 100,000? Yeah. Okay. 726,000. Much closer. 980,460. Almost a million. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. And this book is not new in any form of the word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My least popular was technically, okay, so (laughs) there's this thing with bookish people. If you do some sort of like reading goal like this, at the beginning, you're like, okay, I'm only going to count books that are this long and that I read because I have chosen to, not anything related to work or school. <laughs> and then by the end of the year, you're like, oh my God, I still have 10 more books. Did I read a copy of Vogue this year? <laughs> Can I add that? <laughs> so my shortest book was, or my least popular book is called Flask. And it is the flask cocktail cookbook that Kelsey got me for Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Only 35 people added it to their list. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you start counting anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. Was there, I'm count. Was there a bound. particularly long scientific paper I had to read? <laughs> <laughs> is that somehow on this website? And then my last metric that they tell you, my... Highest rated. Well, they tell you, I think they tell you highest rated and lowest rated, but I don't want to talk about lowest rated because that's not fair to the book. But my highest rating, not the book that I gave the highest rating to, but the one with the highest rating on the website, is a book called Breaking News by the English journalist Alan Rusbridger. I have 4.3 stars, which is pretty freaking good for Goodreads or any community-based review system. (laughs) system so when i review books on things like that like when i you know give them my stars at the end if i liked it i give it five stars if i didn't like it i don't give it any stars (laughs) i don't do the like there are so many people who are like this book did not have even one spaceship in it one star and it's like yeah it was a memoir what did you expect (laughs) (laughs) like what are you realistic here come on (laughs) so to combat that just give it five stars if you liked it. <laughs> It'll even itself out. So I don't really... Unless it's a unless it's a harmful book. There was one book that I gave one star to because it was very transphobic. And I'm like, mm. I can't do it. I, got, I have to. I have to give you one star <laughs> and explain why. Because it's bad. You can't do it. <laughs> there yeah, are other people no. who are like, oh yeah, I thought she was a good, you know, protagonist. <laughs> and I'm like... Really? Even when she said, it stays like these, though, I really wish I had a wine dispenser in my Subaru. And I'm like, you have not once in this book drank wine. <laughs> this is not a personality <laughs> trait. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Those were all my metrics. And then I went through, because it like gives you like an infographic of all the books that you read. Mm-hmm. And I went through and I like wrote down all my the ones that I liked. And I was like, okay, I'll go through and I'll write the ones that I liked and then I'll go through that and get my top 10 but at the end I only wrote down 10 anyway and I was like oh well I guess those were my top 10 (laughs) (laughs) it's not that I hated the other ones but like my favorite books that I read last year the other ones weren't gonna make it my top five were pretty easy to order one through five (laughs) and then six through ten I just kind of assign numbers to yeah I'm like yeah these ones I, I can't really pick which one's better than the others so i'm just gonna go 10 to 1 okay in my 10 spot for the year most of these were not published last year but the holdout is my 10 and i think that it even came out in 2019 i don't know because i got it in book of the month last year 19 or 20 20 last year i got it <laughs> in a book of the month but they don't usually they usually do new releases for that i don't know i do was it early in the year no not particularly that I can remember. I read it during the summer and I read it basically as soon as I got it. It could have come out last year. I don't know. All I know is that Hulu already had the rights to it by the time I got it. <laughs> so it is going to be a Hulu movie or series, I believe. But it is The Holdout by Graham Moore. He is the guy who wrote The Imitation Game. Who is it? I don't know what The Imitation Game is about. The movie has Eddie Redmayne as the main character. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Don't know what it's about. Uh, The Holdout was a political... I think they called it a legal thriller, technically. (laughs) Was its genre on Book of the Month. It was pretty good. I liked it. 
I saw most of the twists coming, but I still enjoyed getting there. I almost just said my number two. <laughs> I'm going backwards. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So my number nine was So Close to Be in the Shit Y'all Don't Even Know <laughs> by Retta, who is an actress. You may know her from NBC's Good Girls or... Is that even NBC? I think it's an NBC show. I don't know. I, want, I love the show, but <laughs> I think it's NBC. Or she was on Parks and Rec, which I've never watched, so I couldn't tell you her character's name. But she has a... I, she, has, she named her car Michael Fassbender, is all the information I have about that show. <laughs> Donna, I think, was her name. I know nothing about her. Yeah. But this was her memoir. It was good. I liked it. I listened to the audiobook. And she was the narrator... And it was good. I always like when authors read their own memoirs. Mm-hmm. I would have put Becoming on here, except I listened to that in 2019. So <laughs> Michelle Obama does read that one. And it is great. And it makes me sad. <laughs> my number eight was Junkyard Cats. It was another audiobook. Oh, it's by Faith Hunter. It was another audiobook. It was an Audible original. And it was like a sci-fi dystopian. Basically, there's like nanobots. And the I don't... It was a long time ago. It was my first J book, guys. <laughs> but basically, there's like nanobots, and also the protagonist works or lives or something at the junkyard, and there are cats in the junkyard. And at some point, one of the cats like gets infected by the human nanobots because the nanobots are in the people, and then the, it gets in the cat somehow, and it's real good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was, All right, it was a good time. Um, it's got. I it's like got talking cats. Cat. <laughs> I mean, they're not talking, but they're like, they can communicate because of the nanobots. And they protect. Anyway. <laughs> Number seven, another Audible original. It Burns by Mark Fennell. I think it's probably not Fennell. It's probably Fennell. Probably Fennell. Not really a book. It was more of a podcast, if I'm going to be honest. But I still put it as my number seven for the year. I enjoyed it. It's about the... Like the, the the hot pepper community, <laughs> so it starts out, and he's here in Scottsdale because we have like a pepper fest thing, and then he like goes around and he talks to people because the I don't know how much you know about like the pepper community, <laughs> not a lot. They there's some drama because technically and probably legally I don't know <laughs> the the specifics about that. Um, the Carolina Reaper is currently the hottest pepper on earth. But there are allegations in the pepper community <laughs> that the guy who breeds them handpicks the peppers to test because it's supposed to be like an average. So you just like go through and randomly pick some. But supposedly he has gone through and only picked the hottest ones. So that looks like the average. So some of them could be hotter. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay. But it was pretty interesting. And it talks a lot about like the correlation between like people doing that and like addiction and like self-harm and kind of stuff like that because that's i mean that's really what you're doing like you <laughs> you get the pepper high afterwards like it's not a good thing to do and maybe you should go to therapy instead <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty interesting i liked it my number six i have talked about before on the show the call of the weird by louis theroux you know they get back on their weird bicycles and ride again yes, yes. so that book where he goes back and he talks about, or he goes and he visits some of the groups that he was with on his TV show. That was a good one. I have I never watched the TV show, but I still enjoyed the going back and revisiting. My number five. We're into the top five, where it was like easy and I, these ones actually are in order. <laughs> the other ones I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They're below five. They just get a number. Yeah. My number five was The Cafe by the Sea by Jenny Colgan. Not a, I think you talked to me about that I one. did. I have it on my stack here to send to you. Because it's a romance. Technically, I guess. Some sort of rom-com. <laughs> not a genre <laughs> I typically enjoy. I'm not super into air quotes. Chiclet. Women's fiction is what it's actually called. Thank you. <laughs> but that's uh, not something that I usually enjoy. I did like most of it. The end was the part that I hate in all rom-coms. <laughs> I thought it was going to go a different way, and it ended up going that one. I'm like, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but for the most part, it takes place on this little island off of Scotland, and it's great. 
<laughs> I, I did enjoy. I'd read it. Yeah, I did enjoy most of it. Minus the ending. Minus the very ending. About halfway through, I was like, oh my god, is the love story not about her? Because obviously it's following the main character and then there like some, some things happen with some other characters. And I'm like, oh my god, is this not her love story? And then it does end up being her love story. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had me. Yeah. My number four was Vengeance Be Mine by Louisa Lowe, which is kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fanfic, which was fun. I did not realize, which is why I haven't read that one before. I've had it for a while, <laughs> but I just never read it because I'm like, yeah, Vengeance Be Mine sounds like it's going to be some sort of like crime fighter romance. <laughs> it's still going to be romantic. Yes. It's got a... Some sort of drama in it. Yeah, it's got a dark-haired, blue-eyed woman on the cover. She's going to fall in love with someone, I'm sure. But actually, if you know anything about Buffy, my brother, <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> uh, she's So there's a thing in but the Buffy universe called mm-hmm. the Vengeance Demon, which is kind of like a, just like a minor character that like happens to show up sometimes. It's a kind of demon. And the main character is a vengeance demon and her dad is like the the head of the vengeance demons and like it was pretty good actually okay yeah that's a twist yes i enjoyed it a lot and also in the book joss whedon is a person (laughs) who exists in the universe of the book that she wrote and he is like the only human who knows that they exist and and then he wrote buffy about it and everyone thinks it's just great (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi Uh, my number three was The Last Time I Lied, which was the longest book that I read. Uh, it was good. It was a thriller. It's a. It takes place at camp. It's dual timeline. A bunch of just good things that I like. Psychological, but also a little bit possibly slashery. It was good. I liked it. There was a twist, and I was like, I did not guess that twist. <laughs> you got me book. It was a book of the month. It was pretty good. It was probably my favorite book of the month that I got last year. My number two was the first book that I read last year, American Duchess by Karen Harper. I have mentioned it in my historical fiction episode. It's about Consuelo Vanderbilt, who married a duke of something. I don't know. It follows her life. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It's obviously historical fiction based around a a real person, so I don't know exactly how much of it was true, but there's a French man that we love, <laughs> who in the book she does end up marrying later on. I don't know if that ever actually happened, but it was good in the book. I liked it. And then my number one book that I read last year was actually my book of the month from December of 2019. <laughs> so, so I read it last year. Technically, I did not get it in a 2020 book of the month, but it was The Glittering Hour by Iona Gray, which again I talked about in my historical fiction. Another dual timeline. It takes place in the in 1926 and 1936, I think. <sighs> I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Glittering Hour? Yes. You had some good books to choose from, friend. It was so good. I, <laughs> I love basically any book that takes place in the, like, 10s through 40s. It's, it's a lot about, like, family secrets, but also, like... The part in the it's, she's like telling the story to her daughter. So the nineteen like thirty seven, I think it was the sevens actually. I think twenty seven thirty seven doesn't really matter. But the like thirties part is the daughter who's like you know nine years old telling her about the you know the love story that happened in the twenties part leading up to if you can do math, <laughs> she's nine years old. So, <laughs> but it's really just so nice. I loved it. <laughs> Predictable or not? Absolutely, but it made it much sadder and more heartfelt. <laughs> more heartfelt okay. for me. I'll send it if you want to read it. I mean, it ends on a sad, happy. Am I gonna cry? No. Oh, I cried. Okay, but it's like a good cry. Okay, okay. It was send so, it. Okay, it's so good. I love historical fiction. Congrats on reading fifty and a half books, though. That's yes. a lot. I know. I finished my Y book. Last night, I read it in between the, on the commercials of Pitbulls and Parolees, which again was two hours. I don't know what they're doing this season, but that's three weeks in a row, in a row that it's been two hours long. Um, Damn. So now I'm on my second book for the year, which means I'm only two books behind instead of three. There you go. Yeah. 
They'll catch up, I'm sure. Oh, I absolutely will. I have plenty of books that are only like short stories or a poetry book I can throw in there to fill in if I have to. Like a hundred pages or something? Yeah. Or just listen to an audiobook instead of a podcast and call that. But we'll do an, I guess I'll do another update episode next year. I guess I'll just every year just do a <laughs> reading update. Yeah, set my challenge. Again, 52 books. Are you doing alphabetical or not? No, I mean, it was good last year, but I have to keep buying books because I like run out of that letter and now I have to like mm-hmm. keep buying b- books to fill it in. So it was good to like get back into the swing of it. Plus, I had all the downtime because of COVID. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I can really get into it now. But yeah, no, I'm just going to try to try to go through because I want to move next year. So try to get through as many books on my shelf so I can decide whether they're staying or if I'm giving them away so I don't have to move them all again. Because <laughs> it was like <laughs> three boxes of books. Good plan, friends. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Talking about M&M's. I already did. Damn it! Uh, well, then I have nothing else to talk about. But I had a whole lot of history. Um, I did watch Night Stalker. You would hate it. <laughs> I probably would hate it. It's about Richard Ramirez. <laughs> Who's that? The Night Stalker. Oh. <laughs> that would probably creep me the fuck out. Yeah. It's only four episodes, but it's good. What's it about? Like, does he... Is he a killer? Mm-hmm. He's a serial killer okay. in uh, 84 to 85 in L.A. If you, I mean, Tell me about even it, if I you watch it. just watched the last episode where they like get him, but I mean, he was awful and awful in a different way than GSK. GSK operated for many, many years and was extremely brutal, but Ramirez was only, you know, I, I think it was less than a year, but just like no MO. Just like random? Not just random, like children to elderly people like there was no anything like serial killers have some sort of there's usually a type yes yeah yeah he had none of that weird sometimes he killed them sometimes he didn't sometimes he would just pick up a child off the street take them back to his apartment and then drop them off somewhere sometimes he would just sneak into someone's house and shoot the old people who live there (laughs) like it was there was nothing (laughs) so this person just basically liked to cause mayhem yes essentially yes he is weird. The actual devil. <laughs> That's f- freaking creepy. Mm-hmm. But the when they finally caught him, they figured out who he was. They released his information. He wasn't in LA at the time. He was out here in Phoenix visiting his brother. He took a bus back to LA. He got off at the Greyhound station. Realized that there were the they knew that he hung out. He you know uh, people like the homeless people at the Greyhound station knew who he was. So they Mm -hmm. put some undercovers there. If you know homeless people, then you know what a cop dressed as a homeless person looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you wear dirty clothes, but you have your, you know, you've showered and your teeth are clean. You don't smell bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's, there's a look. Yeah. So he figured that out and he didn't know that they were there for him because he didn't, he wasn't in town when they released his information. But he's like, okay, well, you know, just in case I'm going to go out this other way. So he got on just like a city bus to go to his other brother's place in uh, Boyle Heights, I believe. South LA somewhere. And he, uh, someone on the bus was reading a newspaper and his face was on the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) The guy looked up and clearly like realized, shit, that's him. So the guy pulls the cord and gets off and there's a payphone right there. So he gets, he you know, gets on the payphone and uh, Ramirez stays on the bus because what's he going to do? Get off with that guy? Like, right. No, that's where the cops are being called to. <laughs> so he eventually does get off the bus somewhere, but he's like walking through a neighborhood and people are realizing, Hey, that's him. Like he tries to carjack someone. People are like, Oh my oh, God, fuck. that's him. So like literally the people like chase him down. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. Damn. Oh, I get goosebumps. Just, thinking about it but okay maybe i will have to watch that but not when i'm alone (laughs) yeah yeah i mean even if you just watch the last episode where it's like just like the people in the neighborhood are like no you're you're, you don't get to do this like no fuck you yeah it's great it's beautiful i love that yeah i finished crazy ex-girlfriend oh yes good yeah general consensus good yeah (laughs) i mean after this first season i think it gets better because the first season is all about her trying to get josh and then by the end of it, he breaks up with his girlfriend. 
And it's like, okay, cool. So now I don't have to listen to her complain about this anymore. <laughs> but also, like, she's not a she's not a good person, <laughs> is the thing. Like, she's not supposed to be because she has borderline. So, like, you know, she manipulates people and she always thinks they're out to get her. And, like, she's unmedicated and undiagnosed. So the things she does are not supposed to be... She's not supposed to be sympathetic character. Okay. <laughs> but... It feels like they try to make her a sympathetic character, even though she's doing things like manipulating people after she said, I'll never lie to you again. And it's Mm. like, I don't, but they don't have to forgive her. (laughs) Like, right. Not a requirement. Yeah. Especially because up to that point, they don't know anything about that. Like they don't, there's like a twist where, you know, she has been hospitalized before, but nobody knows that because she hasn't told anyone. So at this point, she's just like a manipulative narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to forgive her. The songs are fun. I did like the ones that you sent me. Yeah. Those were good. Also, You Ruined Everything, You Stupid Bitch is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the That's her talking to herself after, I don't know, something goes wrong with Josh. <laughs> She's in like an evening gown, like serenading herself. Oh my god. But the uh, last episode that's on there is technically like, it's after the finale and they did like a like a showcase of all the songs Mm -hmm. at one of the theaters in LA and then they filmed it so they could post it, but it's like just the cast singing songs. So that's fun. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I would watch that part again. I mean, I'll probably watch the show again. I like musicals. It's just, I don't know. I'm kind of in on like the storyline of the whole thing. I like it. Also they recast Greg. So he's on the show and he's one guy whose actor name I don't know. And then he leaves and then he comes back and he's Skylar Aston from Pitch Perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, they reference it. She's like, the only way Greg and I can end up together is if he is an, a completely different person. And then like he walks in and it's Skylar Aston. And she's like, doesn't he look like a completely different person? And they're like, well, you dated him and now you're not dating him. So you just see him differently. And like, that's how they explain it. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> At least they referenced it. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh. I have been digging our Netflix subscription, our DVD subscription. Yeah. That's been good. We got our new two movies this week. It, we got The Prestige, which is about magicians basically like one up each other. It's I don't. Uh, what's his name? I don't the know. Director. Stephen picked it. Yeah. And then the other one is called The Parasite. It's just called Parasite. Is it okay, the new cool. one, Parasite? Yes. That's online. You didn't have to order it. Well, no. <laughs> but like, it was on the list. He had picked it and it's here. So. Yeah. We're watching it. That one also sounds really interesting. That one sounds a little bit creepy to yes, me. Yes, I have not watched it, but it did win. Did it win movie of the year? Did it win the whole thing? Because it's a foreign film know. and it's not like a comedy. It did. It won. Oh, wait. Parasite, the South Korean thriller, won awards for best picture, director, foreign language film, and original screenplay at the 2020 Oscars. Yep. So, yes, it sounds like it won. Yeah. Good movie. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, I've not watched it, but people we love watched, it. We watched Freefall last weekend. Freefall? Free Solo. Such a good movie. So good. I've not watched it. I really liked it. Uh, it talks about how he basically doesn't get enjoyment out of life, except for like when he's climbing. And he goes in for like a CT scan, basically, of his brain. And <laughs> the doctor comes back and is like, yeah, basically like that. He doesn't have those connections, so he has to have yeah. the adrenaline. Exactly. Is it is it your amygdala? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever part it is that like creates that, uh, like you said, there's just no activity, <laughs> like none. <laughs> and so that's why he climbs and things, and it, like he ends up like having a girlfriend, and like basically he's like has this film crew that's like, going to film him, and then he basically is just like goes to do it and he like gets like 500 feet up and like turns around and is, like I'm not gonna do this today like I can't and then he like basically tells his girlfriend or like his girlfriend just like leaves she's like okay well uh I'm clearly a distraction here like <laughs> I'm gonna go so you can do your thing let me know when you're done I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. and it turns out that he like woke up the next day and did it and then like called her and was like hey by the way you can come back now because I did it and like obviously like they're both happy and they cry and things um but it's just like really interesting to watch for me i gained something like he talks about death a lot Mm -hmm. and like obviously 
I've talked about that on here frequently. It's something that's like touched me. And he basically brought up the point of like, I have to be okay with death and dying. Like the people around me have to be okay with that. Like, because there's a chance that my film crew who are his best friends, uh, watches him fall to his death. Like we have to discuss these things, like the potential, like you can't just pretend like it's not going to happen. And that like, for me really brought up the idea, not, not necessarily a idea, but like the concept that like death is super taboo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why a lot of people struggle with grief mm-hmm. is because we can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I actually ended up having a really good conversation with my mom regarding that topic. Um, basically just like talking about like death as part of a journey rather than the end, you know, like life is a cycle. That's just the end of the cycle, you know, <laughs> like, obviously people have different ideas of what happens after you die here on earth. But for me, it's just another step in the journey, you know, like I was born, I've lived my life. Now I die. Like that's part of the process. And, so, and a lot of people look at it as like the end or in some cases, a beginning or a change. And so it was just really interesting that that movie brought up so much deep thinking because it was not about that really at all. (laughs) I mean, the movie itself was about him climbing El Capitan Mm -hmm. with no ropes. Uh, However, there was just a lot of like psychology in the movie, which I really liked and was able to pick up on and relate to. So yeah, that's probably been my favorite movie that we've watched out of that so far. On a lighter note, I feel like Free Solo is the watching evil can evil jump the grand canyon of our generation (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) pretty much except for he didn't tell anyone he was doing it like he just well but the movie's out it's not well yeah (laughs) i don't mean going to see him do it in person but people see it yeah oh yeah for sure and then i think probably like three days after we watched that movie there was a the first climber to ever climb it like with ropes or whatever had passed away and i was like oh i bet he knew him (laughs) Or at least knew of him. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I just thought it was really weird that I watched that movie and, like, less than a week later, something was in the news about climbers and El Capitan. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of cool. What else have you been watching? Um, Stefan play a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Basically just movies. Yeah. <laughs> we watch, obviously, Food Channel frequently. Ooh, and then whatever's on YouTube. But speaking of YouTube, new sort of video came out today. I did not watch it yet. I have not watched anything on YouTube for a bit. YouTube break? I just get into things on... Like, I was watching The Circle, so I watched that for, like, a while. (laughs) It's just, like, if I find something on, you know... Regular TV? Yeah. Or whatever. I forgot my hair was down. I thought it was in a bun. I'm like, why is it moving so much? (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, if I, you know, watch, like, a series that I get sucked into, then I just won't watch YouTube for a while. I feel that. There's only so many hours to watch things in a day. Yeah. So. And I've been watching Crazy Ass Girlfriend like a couple episodes before I go to bed instead of YouTube. But that's over. It almost sounded like you said Crazy Ass Girlfriend, but it's Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It is Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I am <laughs> back into Virgin River. Still bad. Still not a good show. Can't believe they got a second season. What was the one that you said you didn't like and then were like, oh, by the way, it's actually really good? It was... A popular show fairly recently. I'm going to go back and look at our text because it was a text. It was like, oh, change of heart. This was actually really good. Um, I mean, it might have been Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, it was not that. It was a while back. I know what text you're talking about, but I can't remember. What it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, Shit's Creek. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I just was... It was just slow. Indifferent. <laughs> I mean, it's still slow. I've watched it like three times and it's still slow. And I'm like... Why do I like this show? But then I cry. And I'm like, <laughs> nothing's like happened. <laughs> That's why I like it. Yeah. It's like everything, it's like in the episode, either nothing happens or everything's moving very quickly and people are developing new character traits and like learning things about themselves and like getting engaged. It's like, they just met. <laughs> All or nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll be a slow episode again. And I'm like, they, they kind of cut this one out completely. <laughs> why? Why is this in here? <laughs> Why is this? Yeah, it's a filler. Mm-hmm. Filler episode. All right, friend. Chantal is texting me. I'm supposed to FaceTime with her to discuss wedding items. Okay. Shall we wrap? Yep. Cool. Me this week, yes. Because mm-hmm. I was last. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Yes Podcast. 
We're also on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We are Yes Dude on there as well. Uh, wherever you listen, give us a like, give us five stars, give us a comment, tell people what you think. And that's about all I've got. Anything else for you? No? Cool. On that note, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.